Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon, along with Gage and Adam. Uh, last week, we or not earlier this week, we briefly touched on the free agents uh, that the Packers could or could not be losing this offseason. Um, we uh, distinguished three different guys, um, Jake Ryan, Reggie Gilbert, Reggie Gilbert, Ibrahim Campbell, are three guys we're going to focus on for this week's episode. Um, but before we get into that, there is a little bit of coaching news. Um, the Packers have signed a linebackers coach, formerly of Washington, uh, Kirk Olavadati, as well as an offensive line coach who used to actually play for the Packers. He was on their practice squad back in 2006, 2007. His name is Adam Stenovich. Um, do either of you guys have any familiarity with these guys uh, or have any opinions on these hires? Uh, the only familiarity I have with Stenovich is that, like you said, he played with the Packers uh, practice squad guy, but I remember him being on the team when I was younger around. Um, and with uh, Olivati, or uh, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, um, but I mean, yeah, I just like that he's been with Washington for a while, working with guys like Kerrigan and Arakbo. Um you know, I, any time that a coach is able to work with big-time players, that that opens the eyes for me. So, you know, he's he's used to working with not superstars, for say, but guys that know how to get the job done. So I'm, I'm fond of both, to be honest. Uh, with uh, – in terms of Stenovich, uh, I like his uh, – just kind of who he's worked with. Like, the San Francisco 49ers have never had – like, I feel like they always have a good offensive line, even if it's not great. Like, they've had Joe Staley. They had uh, – Mike McGlinchey, who was in, who played very well in his first year, it just got kind of overshadowed due to the all-pro year that his actually college teammate Quentin Nelson put up. Um, I think that he, similar to James Campen, always gets the best out of his guys. Um, so I like seeing that. And then, like you mentioned with uh, Olivadotti, again, pronounced it wrong. My bad. Uh, he uh, 
I felt Washington always had a good, a good linebacker, a good linebacking group, even if they weren't um, just a standout group like uh, like the Panthers or um, Seattle, etc. So I like that. I like that. And he's an inside linebacker guy, which I think will help um, Oren Burks in year two. Uh, Burks really struggled in his first year to ever really get any consistent playing time. Granted, he was learning a brand new position. So I think. Uh, having a new coach can kind of help him out with that. Be like, okay, here's what you're supposed to be doing. Let's get you up to speed so that way we can get him on the field. So uh, I'm okay with both of them. Uh, I think that they went out and they got players that – or they got guys who know how to get the best out of whatever pieces are available. And considering the Packers are – like obviously don't have an outstanding group. Otherwise, they'd be still – contending right now in the playoffs they're not so i think that the i think these guys will help come in and fix that and start getting them on the right track yeah and i think what i what i really found interesting was how young these guys are lafleur is is sticking with that theme of bringing in uh, a really young group of guys for his staff uh stenovich only 35 years old olivadati is 45 years old so both are still relatively uh fresh in the league in my eyes um you know and both guys have a lot to live up to from you know their predecessors we have james campen who's now with the browns um and then winston moss who was let go famously through his twitter tirade in the middle of the year um so both of those guys have big shoes to fill in my eyes so we'll see how that goes um lafleur has a couple more hires he needs to get straight um I think he needs a receivers coach. Uh, that's my biggest concern right now is finding a, a receivers coach who can get these young guys um, progressing as soon as possible. Um, and I know there's been some rumors about their old receivers coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, who's been rumored to maybe come back. Uh, I think his name is uh, Luke Getze. Yeah, he was with the Packers for uh, three years, 2014 to 2017. Um, so possibly, uh, a rekindling there. Um, but we'll go ahead and move into our free agency discussion. Um, we'll start with Adam's guy, Jake Ryan. Uh, Adam, do you want to present a quick argument for why you'd like to see him stick around next year? Oh, I would love to. Um, first, very fond of players that come out of Michigan. So as soon as Ryan was taken, uh, 2015, I I love the pick, especially in the fourth round and, what I love most, and I brought it up on the show a few days ago, was that he's just a classic linebacker. He's the ball hawk type that he wants to get his nose in on every play if you watch him. I mean, he's fighting off blocks just to find the ball, heads up kind of guy. Uh, and then if you're looking through kind of his uh, ratings from Pro Football Focus, 2016, they rated him a 76.4. In that year, that was the Packers' third most improved second-year player. The following year, Ryan kind of went on a league scale pro uh, football focus had him rated at a 82.1, which among all qualified linebackers that ranked him 19. So he was that year among the top 20 qualified linebackers in the league. And besides the ACL injury this past uh, training camp, he's been consistent in terms of games. He played in 14 in 2015 and in 2016. And then in 2017, he uh, played in 15. So again, besides that ACL injury, he's been reliable on the field. Um, then looking through some of his numbers after his rookie year where he had 50 total tackle tackles, he spiked it up the next two years. And I talk about the consistency. He had eight, he was in on 82 tackles in 2016 and 81 in 2017. And he notched his first sack in 2017. So as the years went on, Jake Ryan slowly and slowly progressed. And 
I know an injury like an ACL is one to concern over. It's one of the major injuries in sports and in life in general. So it's definitely something the Packers should take note of. But on that note, um, that could very well possibly mean they can get him back on a cheap one-year deal to see if he is still the same type of player. And if he is, I mean, Jake Ryan, along with Blake Martinez, provided the Packers a very solid linebacking core. I also said it was no, uh, like, Gage kind of brought up the Panthers linebackers, the Seahawks linebackers of the past, but it was a solid foundation to build around. Um, So I think if Jake Ryan is to come back on a one-year prove-it deal to see if he is the same type of player, I think he can get the job done. Gage, did you want to add anything, or do you want me to go ahead? Um, one one thing I uh, kind of wanted to note. Uh, so Jake Ryan, when I know uh, you said what was it twenty the twenty seventeen season, he graded out nineteenth by PFF. Yeah. Uh, for those for those that either don't have PFF or are not aware, he that was actually better two spots better than Blake Martinez. I'm pretty sure I think Martinez was twenty one or twenty two. So he was actually he graded out better. Now pro fo- pro football focus met uh, metrics are obviously not perfect. We all know this. Otherwise. Um, Todd Gurley would not have finished not it would not have finished 17th um in their metric but it's still it's a very good metric it's used by all the teams uh Jake Ryan good player when he's on the field I just think he's I think he's a little too limited um in terms of what they're trying to do I think that they're trying to get younger fa- or they're trying to get younger faster and that sort of thing and he's 27 already which is pretty crazy to think about that he's already that old um and I think so. I think that they're going to try and move in another direction. But if they brought him back as a depth piece, uh, I think that that have to be like Antonio Morrison going out the door. I think that you can't keep both of those guys. Um, I just think that's what it comes down to. If they keep Ryan, then Morrison has to go. And if they keep Morrison, Ryan has to go. I don't think that you can have both of those guys because they're both runs or run stoppers. And I just I, I think that they might want to keep Morrison because he's already under contract and he's not injured. Right. I, I tend to agree with that that thought process as well. Um, very similar players, and Morrison probably wouldn't even be in the picture had Jake Ryan not hurt himself in training camp, uh, which was tough to see. Um, I was hoping to see a, a, another year in the, in the right direction from him. Um, he was going to be the starter alongside Martinez, but after that injury, they had to make a move, weren't comfortable with Oren Burks, who kind of had a, a quiet rookie season. Uh, but I thought Morrison had a had a, a, a positive impact uh, for the most part. Great run stopper. Um, but like Ryan, both are pretty limited in pass coverage. Um, Jake Ryan did improve in pass coverage over his uh, three seasons. He was healthy, and, and that was obvious. But I agree that he's still pretty limited um, as far as his skill set, and and he's not he's not a dynamic playmaker that I'd like to see kind of commanding that defense, and I don't think really Blake Martinez is either. He doesn't he doesn't he he's so solid, but he's not winning this winning games for this team. When I look at other defenses that have a a Bobby Wagner or Dallas with Jalen Smith and LVE, those guys literally are impacting the game so profoundly they're uh, opposing offenses have to account for them and I'm just not sure that Blake Martinez and Jake Ryan and Oren Burks and Antonio Morrison are, are going to have those sort of uh, impacts in this league I'd like to see them address that position uh, 
maybe in the first few picks of the draft. I like guys like uh, Devin White, uh, Devin Bush, maybe not with that first pick at number 12, but certainly uh, maybe with their latter pick in the in the first round. I think it might be time to move on from Jake Ryan just because, like you said, Morrison is under contract for another couple seasons because he's still on his rookie deal. Um, so if he wants to come back as a depth guy, um, I'm all for it, you know, but that's probably not what he's going to be looking for. Um, do you guys have a contract in mind? Would you like it to just be a one or two year deal? Uh, I mean, a one year deal is, uh, deal is ideal. Wow. That's a tongue twister. Um, but I, I agree with you both on the fact that if he comes back, I would want him as a depth piece to get Oren Burke in there more. Cause again, yeah, like we've said, he's had a quiet rookie season, had one. Um, get him out there his sophomore year, your pass coverage guy. I think Gage said it last time out. That's pretty much what he was drafted for, for his pass coverage. Blake's been improving in pass coverage. And uh, Brandon, you said it too. He, I'm happy you did. He improved his pass coverage over the years. Um, in the, I think it was the 2016 playoffs, the last time the Packers were there, he had three pass deflections in three games. Uh, nothing eye-popping, but for a linebacker, that's pretty good. Um, but mm-hmm. I would agree that he should be a depth piece as the third linebacker. It would be tough with Morrison under contract, but I, I don't know. Just me personally, I like the way Jake Ryan has played the game. Then Morrison, granted, I haven't seen a lot of Morrison. Uh, I know, uh, I forgot which, uh, I haven't seen a lot of Colts games when he was there, but I just see more of Jake Ryan than I did of Morrison. And I wouldn't mind him as a, a third guy for, you know, one year, 1.5 million. You know, you got you to gotta give him something. You can't cheat the guy. So if it was like a one-year, one one to $2 million deal, if he's okay with it, if he wants to be the third rotation, then let it be. Uh, I agree with that deal. Uh, I think that's right around what I expect him to get. Uh, he's an older linebacker. I mean, and 27 is not old, but by the NFL standards, it kind of is, especially if he's coming off an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Um, if So, if he, like you said, if he's willing to come back for that and be kind of that third guy in the rotation, the Packers do deal with injuries every single year. So, it's not the worst thing. Um, but I think if he wants anything more than that, I think you're – set with what you got and because uh, you got Josh Jones can kind of play some inside linebacker snaps obviously um, Martinez Burks Morrison so you got a, a decent rotation there already and um, obviously Petten likes to experiment with who he's putting in the box so I think basically Ryan's only shot of coming back to Green Bay is if he wants a cheap deal to be a rotation guy and if he wants anything more than that uh, he's probably gonna have to look somewhere else yeah, perfect. Perfectly said, guys. Um, let's go ahead and go over to Reggie Gilbert, and that's a position, an outside linebacker, that has potential to look a lot different next year. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Clay Matthews, and there's also the possibility of Nick Perry uh, having his contract either restructured or him being released altogether. Um, he was paid $60 million. Um, what was it? two seasons ago, two off seasons ago, and really hasn't been able to stay healthy since. Uh, ended up on IR this year. Um, just hasn't lived up to that price tag at all. Um, not only reached uh, double-digit sacks in one season. Um, and then that leaves us with pretty much Gilbert and Kyler Fackrell as our, our two uh, you know, remaining outside linebackers. Fackrell had a big year. Last year, you know, reaching double-digit sacks, ten and a half sacks, he was a nice surprise. 
uh, for what was, you know, a pretty, a pretty, you know, dull year in terms of the Green Bay Packers. So Backrell would be exciting to see if he can take another step forward. Um, but as far as Reggie Gilbert goes, he, he had a, a pretty consistent snap count on a week to week basis, but, um, you know, after what was an exciting 2018 preseason, he really didn't uh, amount to much as far as his production. Only three sacks. Um, you know, I, I, it was really hard to, to see him make an impact. Or, or let's see, you know, he actually had yeah three sacks, uh, five QB hits, 13 hurries, and that was in 241 uh, snap counts as a pass rusher. This is all according to Pro Football Focus. So. Um, he's still, uh, I believe he's a, a exclusive rights free agent because he ha- doesn't have those accrued seasons. So if he does get a deal from someone else, the Packers have the opportunity to match it. Um, do you guys want them to move on from him? He does seem like a promising uh, young player, but um, that position is just something that has not lived up to their standards over the past few years. So basically, my here's my main argument for in in favor of Gilbert. Um, in both preseasons that he's played so far, he's totaled at least two sacks, um, and then he totaled two and a half in the 2018 preseason, as you mentioned, and that's without and he didn't even play the final game against Kansas City. Um, so, which I mean, granted, the week four is mostly when you're playing nothing but bench players anyway. But so he consistently gets to the ball. He has forced he forced two fumbles that preseason. Um, he he gets around the quarterback. His main his main issue is just he doesn't have a consistent move other than like he he basically just tries to either use speed or he tries to use some force. But he's just not strong enough to really bull rush guys into quarterbacks. Like we've seen Khalil Mack throw three hundred pound offensive tackles into their quarterback with one arm. So it's just you haven't, but you haven't seen that with Gilbert. I but I think that he's going to be so cheap this off season. Like you said, he's an exclusive rights free agent, so they have match rights on him. They can easily bring him back, no matter what any other team offers him. And off outside linebacker for them has been so barren in terms of production. Um, Nick Perry, if he doesn't restructure, could uh, I've heard of him being. Uh, like a designation cut to where they designate him as being cut later in the off season to where he only gets like 3 million out of his 11 million that he's supposed to get for next year. Um, and then he doesn't count against the cap. Otherwise uh, Matthews, we've talked about before on the podcast, very extensively. He might not be back um, just because he might want more money or they might just be ready to move on from him and go in a different direction. And Kyler Fackrell. Yeah. He had 10 and a half sacks was a gr- had a great year, led the team in sacks but he didn't really get a ton of like pressure and wasn't really around the quarterback a ton otherwise. Uh, so I think, and I think that that's something you have to take into account. Like if you, like if a guy's getting a lot of sacks, that's great, but you also have to see, is it sustainable? And I think that just due to how much turnover you're expected to have at that position, I think Gilbert in, he's only going into his third year and Kyler Fackrell didn't do anything until year three. Not saying that there's a guarantee Gilbert's going to, but I just think that, like Gilbert needs to get, be given at least one more year. I'm okay with him getting a, a super cheap deal one year um, that I think that it's not going to count anything. And if you go, because who are they going to go get this off season? They're only going to be really able to add one impact free agent, like one of the top guys at the, at the edge defender position. Um, and then they're going to try and probably get one through the draft. So 
that leaves you with Fackrell, the free agent, and then the draft pick. And then if you keep Perry, so there's four. But even the best teams need more than just four guys just to keep your guys fresh because otherwise in the fourth quarter they're just going to be bogged down and they're just going to have nothing left. And the fourth quarter is when it matters most. So I think Gilbert, even if he can't be a starter or a guy that's going to give you 10 sacks, he can give you he can give you legs and he can give you effort out there. Uh, we saw J. Ron Elliott was a guy who, for whatever reason, never really got consistent playing time, um, even though he might have been able to bring something to the table just because he played hard. And I think Gilbert can be that kind of guy. So just due to how cheap he's going to be, and how slim they are at that position, I think that it makes a ton of sense to bring him back in some capacity just because of that fact. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much right there with you, Gage. Um, I, I like the way he's played, and like like you said, he doesn't have a lot of moves on the front line. The bull rush, he isn't strong enough for it to work effectively like it does with Mac. He, he needs to add something else in there. The speed rush could be better off for him. I, th- I think that's what worked for him more times when he got his few sacks. But um, I remember reading an article uh, back in August when training camp was around and uh, uh, heading into preseason that he was just getting talked to by the coaching staff and by players saying that he's just he, – he's one of those smarter players. He, he's going more in the classroom to find out what he needs to do. It's not just the pass rush. Pass rush. He wants to get better in the run game, and that's what he was doing. And – I think Bakhtiari, it was, he was talking about how he was getting stronger in the weight room. So uh, that definitely showed this year that he improved from year one. I mean, he only played two games that first year. And he got, I believe he played all 16 in one way or another this year. So he now he has a full year under under his belt and a whole nother offseason to prepare for next year to get stronger, to get smarter and better, all, all those things. So I, I want to see him as that fourth, fifth outside linebacker. Because like Gage said, I think the Packers are going to go and blow this whole thing up. I think Clay in the end will be gone, and that leaves them with Fackrell, Perry. You know, they're going to be drafting an edge rusher. Um, I, I think Gilbert has proven himself to be able to stay on the roster, not as a starter, for say, right now, but I think he deserves the opportunity, another full season, to have the opportunity to show that he can keep playing for this organization because I really like what he brings to the table. If he can get stronger and use the bull rush effectively, I, I think he's a diamond in the dirt. Right, right. I definitely agree with that. And and I can't imagine the Packers starting over at the outside linebacker position. I mean, there's so many more needs elsewhere on this team, offensive line, uh, in safety, um, as Quite well as as well as inside linebacker potentially. Um, there's just too much going on that they're not gonna be able to sign a free agent and then hit on every draft pick. Um, that addresses one of their needs. So I definitely am on board with keeping Gilbert as that depth guy. Um, you know, there is the possibility that he does have a surprise um, third-year turnaround. We saw it with Fackrell, who I think we could all probably agree that that came out of nowhere. None of us expected Fackrell to reach double-digit sacks and lead this team. Um, you know, and, and, and just the performance he had was was pretty outstanding and came out of nowhere. Um so last but not least, let's go ahead and talk about Ibrahim Campbell, who's an interesting prospect uh, on the Packers roster. Um, he only played three games, uh, but I thought he looked pretty damn good in those three games. He's been in the league for four years. He's bounced around quite a bit. He's a former fourth-round pick. Uh, he's appeared in 43 games, 11 starts. 
Um, and with the Packers, he had, let's see here, he had 15 tackles um, in, in those three games where he had a pretty – uh, consistent snap count, 53 snaps against the Vikings, 46 against the Cardinals. I thought he looked great uh, against the run game, and I think he probably looks more surprising uh, or, or more um, promising than Kentrell Bryce and some of those other safeties who we saw, the Eddie Pleasants of the world. Um, I actually liked what I saw from Campbell and his physicality against the run and his athleticism. Uh, so that safety position is another position that can potentially look a lot different next year but I think Campbell is another guy that can add some uh some much needed depth and be one of those stopgap players yeah I agree and uh, to me safety is probably the second biggest need because of just how thin it is you said it best Brandon it's the Eddie Pleasants and the Kentrell Braces of the world that makes you want to hold on to guys like Campbell and I'm not saying not downplaying Campbell at all it's just He's bounced around the league for a while, and he hasn't really been able to find a home. Who knows, maybe Green Bay can be his home. I I think that you bring him back just because that safety position is so thin, and honestly, it's dreadful. There's no, I don't think there's any top 40 safety that the Packers have right now that you can make a case for. So realistically, anyone that they could bring in to just show something, whether it be anyone through the draft, free agency, guys off the practice squad, or like a Campbell who they got, you know, towards the end of the season off of waivers. Um, so I, I would like to see him back. Like you said, he, he was nice out, um, but definitely better than Kentrell Bryce in the past game. That's for sure. And that's, it's not very hard to do, but he, he was improvement there in the past game and he did end up forcing a fumble. So he, he can get in on the big hits as well. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him just because of the state of the Packers uh, safety group right now. Um, who knows? Maybe he can come out shining. We don't know what they're going to bring in. I know Collins is a free agent. Earl Thomas is a free agent. Maybe um, the draft is there, so who knows what they're going to do. But as if it as we stand right now, I would like to see Campbell back in because I think he's the best out of the few that I named. Um, I even actually I had a piece come out earlier today. Uh, at, it was like three free agents. I think the Packers need to prioritize in free agency. It's Bashad Breland, Gmo, and Ibrahim Campbell. Uh, he was one of the like in such a small sample size. It's hard to say. Oh, he was this last year, but in a small sample size, he had one of the better safety grades. If you extrapolate it out to a full year, and I'm gonna say that he probably wouldn't have been as good as he came out. He would have been, I believe, top ten, um, just behind Derwin James last year. Uh, he had a he played very well in such a small sample. He does. He also does something that uh, Mike Pettin likes in that he's versatile. He's able to do more than just be a single high safety guy or a down-in-the-box guy. I feel he's able to do uh, do more than that. Um, I love his tackling ability. Um, he, I felt that obviously we know Kentrell Bryce couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat at times last year. Like he ma- It said he made tackles. I didn't really ever see them. I didn't see um, it. Uh, his coverage, his coverage game needs a little bit of work, but that's just something that'll come with uh, more time in the in the scheme. Um, and if and if he's going to be more of a run stopper than a coverage guy, then go ahead and add a coverage guy in the either draft or free agency. Like I know Deontay Thompson's available uh, in free in uh, the draft, and he's a guy that's been mocked to the Packers at twelve a couple times. He plays uh, he plays free safety very well. Uh, good coverage guy. He just needs to work on his uh, deep ball deep ball skills a little bit. 
So, um, so I am all for bringing Campbell back. I think that um, he can really help solidify that back end along with uh, bringing back Breland. I think that those two should, like I wrote in my piece, that those two need to be top priorities when free agency kicks off. Just get them back in. Give, um, I, like I saw on Reddit earlier today, that a lot of people think that Campbell, given a full offseason under Petten, could be a starter along with whoever they bring in next to him. So. So I'm all for it. I think that all three guys have their cases. I think that uh, Gilbert and Campbell just have stronger cases just because I feel like they're going to be cheaper and they're also not going to require the – I feel like they're not going to require as much money um, even though Campbell is the same age as Jake Ryan. So I'm I'm just excited to see uh, what what ends up happening with all these three guys. Right, I am too. I'm definitely am too. And, and another thing we need to consider is we really don't know what kind of role Tremont Williams is going to play next year. I mean, he's going to be 36 years old. He played entirely too many snaps in 2018, and I really wouldn't feel all that comfortable with him being the starter day, week in and week out <laughs> uh, in 2019. I realize he's he's a journeyman and he's really held up for his entire career, but. There comes a point where it, a father time will catch up with you, and I'm not sure he's able to play 600 snaps next year. Um, and I'd like to see Campbell, uh, you know, take that load off of him, uh, so to speak, um, bring bring him back uh, on a short-term deal. Even if it's one year, I'm okay with that. Uh, just make him prove it, and I think he will. Um, he, there's there's really not much he, he'll be going up against. I mean, we have Josh Jones and Kentrell Bryce, who are both pretty have their limitations uh, in, in pass coverage, and I think Campbell actually uh, showed some promising things in that aspect. So we'll definitely see how how it goes this off season, um, and if they decide to bring these guys back. Um, Adam, did you want to have any more final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this up? No, I pretty much got everything out that I wanted to say. All righty, perfect. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, We will be back uh, in a few days for another episode. And uh, thanks for listening to Dairyland Talk. Everyone take care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.